Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Print Design Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins. Thanks so much for spending some time here with me. And the good news is that you get to hear my voice this entire episode. Nobody else's voice. Now, I know you're really excited about that, but you'll probably also be really excited about today's topic. I wanted to hop on here and briefly chat about craft beer labels and shrink sleeves. Now, from all of my hundreds and hundreds of conversations with designers through podcasts, through day job, through all of this thing, one sort of core consistent thing comes up, and that is a designer's desire to design, designer's desire to design. That's a tough one to put together. The the drive that a designer has to do work for a craft brewery or some sort of craft beverage, something that ends up on the shelf, on a bottle, on a can, something like that. And it's a popular thing to the point where a lot of designers I know are putting things like that in their portfolio on brands that they've just made up because they want a brewery out there to see that work and to hire them based on that work to do a can design or a bottle design or something like that. So I wanted to just sort of ignite that conversation a little bit and sort of leading towards something that I got cooking that I'm really excited to share later on uh, earlier in the new year uh, is when I'm going to share what's cooking there. But if you're interested in doing design for a craft brewery, you're going to love it. But in this episode, I wanted to just have a general conversation about sort of the the 10,000 foot view of designing for a can or a bottle label or whatever it might be for that craft brewery and just sort of go through some of the things that you might not have known, um, ways that you can utilize labels and shrink sleeves and the actual print process of creating those labels and how you can kind of like hack that process to really elevate your design um, by taking advantage of a few sort of key things. Um, And then I also wanted to talk about the different kinds of print that can go into creating these bottle labels or shrink sleeves for craft breweries. So before I dive into that, we have to make this official by kicking off the, the intro music. So let's do that first. Hit it. Welcome to the Print Design Podcast, the show where we talk about all things print and packaging. We go behind the scenes with designers and talk about the print projects they designed that really rocked their world. From file prep to holding the finished product in their hand and all the key decisions in between. So let's talk ink on paper. All right, I'm back. The intro music played, so now it's official. This episode has begun. Let's kick it off with label and shrink types of print. Now, not like the sexiest design topic, but it's super important for you to understand and know the differences when you're getting into this game and you're ordering some labels to be printed for a craft brewery or some shrink sleeves. So let's just sort of name the top ones here right off the get-go. 
Um, first up for shorter runs, smaller quantities. And by smaller, I mean like a thousand or less kind of territory, maybe even 2000 or less, um, is digital label print. Now, Digital label printing, I should just sort of make this global statement. When you're printing labels and shrink sleeves, you want to be printing these on a roll. Roll-to-roll digital printing, roll-to-roll flexo, roll-to-roll offset, whatever that might be. But you want it roll-to-roll. And the reason being is that these are applied by breweries, whether it's shrink sleeves or labels, applied by breweries from rolls usually in automated equipment or semi-automated equipment, rolling these labels or shrinking these la- these shrink sleeves onto the cans and onto the bottles. So you want it to be on a roll. That's first up. No matter what kind of print you're going, make sure it's on a roll. Now, expanding on that, like I said in the beginning, digital, that's sort of your entry level, um, your most cost-effective approach for shorter run stuff, like 2,000 or less of one skew, that kind of quantity. And the reason it's so affordable and why it's used for smaller quantities is because there's no extra plate costs or anything like that. It's it's just simply, there's very low setup cost, which means the barrier to entry, the cost per unit is all lower in those smaller quantities. Now, when you get into bigger quantities, um, you know, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000, 100,000, whatever that might be, then you start looking at Flexo. Now, Flexo print is great for the big runs. You need to have plates produced for each piece of artwork that you're producing. And, you know, if you're designing a label in CMYK um, or CMYK plus uh, white, if uh, if that's the direction you want to go, printing on like a metallic stock or something, Um, you need to pay for each of those plates that are going to be used. So there's an upfront cost to that. But if your quantities are higher, that cost, that setup and plate cost and all of that is amortized over a much higher quantity of labels than you would produce digitally. So that unit price really quickly scales. That's um, when it comes to pricing things. Um, the other kind of roll-to-roll print there is out there is called offset. So Flexo is roll-to-roll. You have a rubber or uh, synthetic material that's made a plate, and the plate is kind of raised up. Your content is raised up on that plate, and you can feel it, and it basically picks up the ink on that area, lays it down directly on the substrate. Um, now, offset is a little bit different because you have a plate getting inked up, your content getting inked up on a plate. It presses that image onto a rubber blanket, and then the rubber blanket actually transfers that image to the substrate, not a direct transfer. So, I mean, both can achieve very similar results. Um, If you're going with an uncoated stock, think like a wine label kind of thing. Offset is generally the way you would want to go, or offset or digital, Um, just because it sort of presses the ink into the material a little bit better, into that stock a little bit better. So those are the three main types, digital roll-to-roll, flexo roll-to-roll, which is probably the most common, and then offset roll-to-roll. And really, depending on the stock you use and the quantity you're using, that will sort of dictate what direction you go with that. Okay, so now that that's out of the way, let's talk about some pretty damn cool things you can do in this craft beer design world. Um... The, the main point of this episode is talking about labels and shrink sleeves, but just hold that thought for a second here while I expand your horizons. When you're talking bottles, 
you can get into unique different like lids and caps. You can do front labels, back labels, or you can do one full wraparound label. Maybe you want to do a neck label. Maybe you can also do like a topper label that kind of goes over the top of the lid that you choose. Maybe you, uh, you know, are using different colors of glass. You have, you know, brown probably being the most common color of glass for beer, but there's also green out there. And I'm sure you can get some other colors that will still have the same sort of effect on the product, but, you know, really enhance your design. Um, You're not going to get into custom glass work on the majority of projects just due to the cost. But they're all options and different caps and things like that that you can really experiment. Even waxed dipping, like waxed dip tops. And the reason I bring these up is because when you're creating a label or a shrink sleeve for bottles or cans, you're branding the beer. You're branding that product. What are the attributes of that product? What are the characteristics of the brewery and the people running the brewery that make the product? Like what... All of that ties into what you're going to create for this bottle. So if I'm putting some context to this, think of like the super craft, like farmhouse feel and vibe, you know, going with an uncoated kind of craft label with like a waxed dip top, like that screams like craft or an uncoated craft label, but one of those um, resealable tops, you know, the flip off tops that you can reseal like that is farmhouse, like cider, craft, farmer's market, that whole kind of vibe. And that's one brand direction that you could go. Think of another brand direction where it's more like clean and slick look. You can use coated stocks and some funky like matte gloss contrast stuff Um, and really play around with maybe some foils and different things like that to elevate that brand. But it's much more of a sort of visually slick brand than it is a sort of tactile, touchy-feely farmhouse brand, right? So all of these elements from lids to different labels and shrink sleeves and your design all play into what you're able to do and create as branding a beverage, branding a specific beer, a specific product within a brewery's lineup. So lots of things you can do. So just for a second now, I'm going to chat specifically uh, labels and shrink sleeves for bottles. Now, the first point I want to make is I haven't seen a lot of shrink sleeves for bottles, whether that's the small bottles or like the big bomber bottles. I haven't seen it a lot. I've seen it on some high-end spirits. You see it all the time on cans. I don't know why I haven't seen it more for the beer bottles. Because you get almost 100% artwork coverage of that bottle. You know, and and through a brown bottle, it's not like you're not using or not covering the whole bottle to show the product through. Like, We know it's beer inside. It's a brown bottle. I'm not really going to be able to visually see anything like you could with a clear glass and like a white wine or something like that. So why aren't more designers, and this is an honest question I'm posing, why aren't more designers using shrink sleeves to fully cover the bottle in artwork? Now that is something that would be really cool to do. It's not traditional, but that could be a perfect fit for a product or a beer that you're branding as a non-traditional or something special, something limited edition, you know, something that stands out from a normal beer 
lineup. So something that I wanted to put out there, like do more shrink sleeves for these larger bottles. It's pretty freaking cool. Now, still talking bottles, when you're getting into labels, are you going to do a wraparound label? Are you going to do just a front label, just a back label? Are you going to do a neck label, a topper label? So many different ways that you can go about putting this together. And that idea gets expanded even more once you realize how many different materials, a label face stocks and materials you can get for these labels. You can go uncoated with like some really toothy texture, like a high-end spirit usually would have, like a high-end whiskey, you know, that really thick, uncoated, textured kind of label. Or you can go with just a white uh, a white bop or, or plastic label, which is probably the most common out there for food labels and, and beverage labels and that. But going further, you could even use a metallic label stock to create the brand for this. And... I grabbed a couple of samples out of my fridge to put right in front of me for this episode Well, I wanted to talk about these. And the one I'm looking at here is a metallic stock, a silver metallic stock that prints in CMYK plus an opaque white. Now, when you print that white on the metallic label, it kills the metallic. So whatever areas you print that white, it will not be metallic. But everywhere that you leave without that white layer, that first printed white layer will show through as metallic. And that means that you could print yellow. You could just leave it clear and have, um, you know, the, the silver of the stock showing through. But if you print yellow or blue or red or whatever color over top of that metallic substrate without a white behind it, it will show up metallic. Metallic yellows usually turn gold. Metallic blues look really sharp. Metallic reds. You can create a label that looks like it has 15 different colors of foil on the label using the same inks and process that you would to print any other label by changing the stock and determining where you print that white layer. So you can do some really cool things with that in the bottle label world. You could even get into, you know, playing around with different stocks and different dye lines and different things for the bottle. You don't have to go with the standard sort of square or rectangle shape. Nah, go crazy. Do something that curves or swirls around or or something. Like you can get really inventive with the type of label that you create for this bottle. And going another step beyond that, using that label to match and tell a story along with the sort of unique lid or cap or topper or whatever you pick for that bottle as well. Those things can all complement each other to sort of firm up the brand of that product. Some pretty cool stuff you can do. Now, generally, if you're in the bigger sort of bomber bottle design game, you are designing something that needs to stand out on the shelf. This is not a product that's going to be going in a four-pack or a six-pack box where the box primarily does the shelf sale. This is a standalone product and that label and that topper and that branded product needs to stand out and sell itself from the shelf, not with any extra packaging or anything like that. So keep that in mind when you're designing for those bigger bottles. When you're creating things for the smaller bottles, you want to create a similar experience 
from bottle label to the box, but the box is primarily what's being seen on the shelf and the label on the bottle is that secondary packaging. Um, you know, the same would go for cans. So just keep that in mind that when you're doing the bigger bottles, you have a better a better opportunity, let's say, to do some funky stuff with with papers, with caps and lids and unique label finishes and different things like that because that label needs to sell the beer, not the box that it's going in because it's not going in a box. Moving on to cans, our good friend cans. Now, in the can world, yes, there's plenty of beer labels out there. Um, Again, the same thing, like I said, with bottles, you can use a coated stock, like a plastic stock. You can use an uncoated paper. You can use all kinds of different substrates to create the brand on that can. However, cans are much more likely to be placed in a four-pack or a six-pack box um, unless they are sort of the taller, bigger cans, in, in, in which case most of them have that like plastic topper just on the top of the can, so you get a lot of chance to sort of see the artwork on the can. But a lot of cans these days are going the shrink sleeve route, and it's a little bit more cost-effective. Shrink sleeve uses, you know, when you're comparing it with a plastic label, like a BOP, which is the most common, the shrink sleeve uses less plastic. So there's sometimes a little bit of an environmental sort of thing in there, an uh, environmental-based decision, but mostly because it's it just occupies a little bit more artwork space on the can. When you're putting a label on it, I mean, you only have the middle of the can, the flattest section of the can to put the label. But with a shrink sleeve, I mean, other than like an eighth of an inch up from the bottom and an eighth of an inch down from the top, the entire can, including the shoulders and the bottom of the can, are covered in artwork. So you just have more opportunity for art and design and creative to fill that space and help that can stand out on the shelf. So shrink sleeves are very, very common. Now, when you're putting shrinks, back up just a sec. Let me back up a sec. Let me tell you what a shrink sleeve is. Now, a shrink sleeve is a clear plastic that is printed on flat. Then it goes into what's called seaming equipment. And the seaming equipment takes the two ends of the shrink sleeve, folds them over so they overlap and seals them. So you end up with this tube of printed design. It then goes to either the brewery or a third party that applies it to cans, and they basically chop them in the in between each shrink sleeve, shoots them down over top of the can, so it's all the way around the can but loose. Then they go through a heat tunnel, and the, the shrink sleeve just sort of sucks up and shrinks around the shape of the can. So that's how shrink sleeving is done. But because it's a plastic um, medium, because it's clear you actually print on the inside. You're not printing on the outside of the can. When you're looking at a can with shrink sleeve on it, you are seeing the artwork, which had been mirrored and printed backwards, showing through the clear plastic. So there's no ink on the outside. And the purpose of that is just, then your mouth isn't touching ink. You're not like licking ink essentially off the can. It's just protection. Plus the other side of it is scuff protection. Because if you just print it on the outside of the can, um, 
or the outside of the shrink sleeve and then that goes around the can throughout that production line of filling the can and applying the sleeve and shipping to the stores and all of that there's a lot of movement a lot of friction a lot of scuffing on that uh, artwork and you're going to lose some of that artwork unless you put a coating on it and then you're putting inks and coatings on the outside which is in contact with your mouth and it's just why bother just print on the inside which is what they do and then it's completely scuff resistant because the material is protecting the ink and you, there's no risk of like putting your mouth on ink or anything like that, which isn't going to seriously harm you in the short term. But obviously you wouldn't want to be licking ink all day. Just saying. So here's some cool things you can do now because it prints sort of in reverse on the inside of a shrink sleeve. Shrink sleeves get what's called a last down white. It is a flood white ink layer that eliminates the sort of transparency that's apparent with a clear shrink sleeve. So you've got the white sort of making that solid back print, giving you a nice visual through the can. Now you're not always going to see the white. Um, You mostly only see it um, in like barcode areas and things like that, depending on the design. But here's the thing. Here's the cool thing about shrink sleeves. Just similar to the metallic printing on a label, when you're printing a metallic stock and you have to put down a white first for things that you don't want metallic. If you knock out areas of that white for a shrink sleeve, it's going over a aluminum, like a metallic aluminum can, which is metallic by nature. So you can create a whole bunch of different colors of foil with your design using the can as your metallic. So on your shrink sleeve, it's going to look like it's just kind of a see-through area on on the shrink sleeve before it's on a can. But as soon as you put it on a can and shrink it to the can, you get the silver of the can showing through. Maybe you've completely knocked it out and it's just clear. So you get some sort of silver metallic or silver foil highlights coming through. Maybe you printed a screen value of yellow with no white behind it. Those areas are going to turn gold once you put it on the can. So you can use the can, the actual product that the sleeve is going on to enhance your design for no additional cost, just being clever with your design, knowing the process, knowing what it's going to be going on and what it could look like in the end. So that is another reason why I absolutely love um, shrink sleeves on cans. It's, it's You just do so much with them and you cover the can in artwork. And plus it's kind of like a, kind of a cool slick feel. I'm holding one in my hand right now. The one I'm holding in my hand is by Four Winds Brewing Co. out of Delta, British Columbia. And this is the Farmhouse Ale with Quince. That word quince, like doesn't it sound like royalty? Farmhouse Ale with Quince. Yes, I did like this little, like, like with Quince. You know, can you hear it? You'd be able to see it. Like I'm, I'm impersonating like a really wealthy British person. I don't know why British, but just Quince. You know, it just sounds like a British, wealthy British thing. Anyways, completely not related, but Quince. Quince. So that's, that's sort of what this episode was about. I just wanted to share with you some of my thoughts on labels and shrink sleeves for bottles and cans. There's a whole lot more that we could get into. Um, and I will, I will get into that. And I'm going to expand like crazy on this 
with some pretty exciting and rad things uh, coming up in the new year. I'll be teasing some of that and sharing some of that in the near future. But because craft beer and craft beverage is just such a really cool, trendy part of the market right now, and not trendy in a bad way, but it sort of comes with a lot of design flexibility, a lot of creativity. And by nature, a lot of these breweries are really busy, especially the smaller craft breweries. And if you're able to approach these guys with a really unique idea, guys or gals, because gals can run breweries too, that's for damn sure. Approach them with a really unique idea. They are likely to take you up on that. Because they're running a brewery, they're making beer, they're doing their thing. They want you, the designer, the creative, to come up with the unique ideas. They're paying you for the ideas and the creativity. So get on it and and really just like dive into this world to better understand what's possible and what you can do in this world to create some really, really unique beer labels and shrink sleeves and things like that that just jump off of the shelf and create incredible experiences for their consumers. The people drinking the product who are going to be sharing it on Instagram if it's rad. And that is the kind of free publicity that your design wants to get. That's what you got to do. Create something phenomenal. So like I said at the beginning of this and a couple of times throughout, I've got something real exciting for you designers who want to get into this craft beer game who are interested in this shrink sleeve and label design game, something exciting coming up. And if you are one of those designers interested in that, send me a direct message and I'll give you just a little bit more info than I did here just to fill you in on something cool that's coming. So you can find us on Instagram at print design underscore Academy. And yeah, Looking forward to seeing you there. And this is the ep- this is it. This is a wrap on this episode. I don't want to give too much away, but this is good. Now I'm going to open one of these. It's dang near 12 o'clock here, um, lunchtime on a Sunday. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. I'm going to get into one of these. Maybe the quince? Quince? Enjoy some quince? That's it for this week. See you next week, everybody. Later.